Welcome to DesignCast. Jason Reagan will guide you through the MYP design course like a pro. Stay tuned. Welcome to DesignCast. Thanks so much for joining me today. We have a special episode where we talked with three other experts in the field of design and how they deal with distance learning due to school closure and how that can uh, translate to a design classroom where you have practical aspects and the like. This is from a uh, YouTube live stream that we had a week or so ago and I took the the audio from that and have edited it down so that it's easier to listen to. So I hope you enjoy this special edition of DesignCast. Hey guys. Wow, this is amazing. I'm so glad this has finally worked out. Everyone out there watching, I'm Jason. I am the I'm IB career-related program coordinator at Chadwick International School in Incheon, South Korea. And with me, I have these esteemed guests and I want them to introduce themselves. So let's see, who wants to go first? I guess we'll keep it in Korea. Uh, okay. I'm Sean <laughs> Forty. I'm the elementary ed tech integrationist at Chadwick International in Songdo, South Korea. How's it going? I'm JD, the technology director in uh, Qingdao Amerasia International School and in the Baishan Education Group, so in Qingdao, China. Glad to be with you, fellas. JD, thanks so much for being here, man. Chris, can you um, have you introduced yourself yet? No, I have not. I teach uh, design over in uh, Shanghai Community International School, and uh, yeah, we've been out for a month now, and um, I'm running out of stuff to do, and looking forward to maybe get some ideas on uh, what we can do with kids in a virtual world when they're supposed to be working yeah. at their hands. Um, I was wow. uh, fortunate to work with Jason for a year in Korea before I left two years ago to work over in uh, Shanghai. Mm. Yeah, Chris is a good man. He worked with Sean Forty too. But yeah, thanks, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't working directly with Sean Forty. We were college, yeah. yeah. So lucky you. All right, sounds good. <laughs> So anybody who's watching and want to leave comments, we'd love to have those. And that way we can add them to the screen and talk about them a little bit as well. So I'd like to hear a little bit, uh, JD, it's been a while since I've had a chance to chat with you. Tell me, um, what what are you guys doing? I know that you do more on the sort of ed tech uh, IT side of things, but you were a design teacher previously. So what sorts of things are you guys doing and how? what are you finding success with and what are some challenges that you're having? Yeah, good question. I think it's actually a very obviously relevant time to do this podcast. So Jason, thanks for the invite and putting this together too. I'm sure hopefully it'll be helpful not only for people around the world or maybe people in China, but I think this is something that is applicable, not just for situations like for now, but it could be useful integrating tools and technology in your classrooms at any time, right? I think one of the things that I will say a couple of things. One is this situation, which I don't really want to talk too much about. I guess you yeah. all know it was a big surprise, right? And and obviously, you know, really hoping for the best, everybody's health and things like that. And it's obviously, you know, not the best situation anytime anybody's mm. ever put in, uh, you know, un when it comes to the health and things like that, always health and things first, mm. uh, you know, and always wishing the best for everybody. So I want to say that up front, but you always try to find things that, you know, sometimes in, in the worst circumstances, sometimes there's also opportunity. And I think there's opportunities for growth. And so in terms of an organization, you know, obviously this kind of came out the blue and I have to give credit to all around. Really, I think there's been a, a great response. Our team really dove in, you know, whether it's at every level, I really feel like it's been a really synergistic sort of thing that allowed really a good thing to happen. So starting obviously from the team within our own admin team and school response, and then even as the city and then as the country. So it's pretty amazing. But I'll try to focus more on design and tech right now and, and that. And one of the things was 
we have been building up to this for a while, right? You know, you're sort of mm -hmm. trying to put in tools. And, and as you mentioned, when, who was that, Chris? You mentioned you really want to have students hands-on, right? That's the best approach. Yeah. You know, yeah. classes in general, you really don't want to stand there the whole time and just talk and lecture and lecture and lecture, right? So really been doing flipped classes for years, mm. right? Mm. So it's not something new. I think if you really want to maximize class time or maximize the impact that a teacher has, right? It's no longer the model where you stand and talk for hours and hours because there's the only, you know, you really try to use that time, I think, in class to be a facilitator and working in teams and collaboration, right? And trying to help students reach their next level. So by preparing content in advance, right? Preparing those basic skills and tasks and kind of uh, using technology to really come up with a tight, a yeah. tight package of content, right? Mm. to where, um, and Jason, I think you're, you're really good with mm. this too, uh, in terms of really having your material really well crafted yeah. and then trying to have that and then using it as a, as a, as that's your jump, that's your springboard, mm. right? Where you're yeah. using um, class time to actually do hands-on stuff. So I think in short, I don't think this is anything too new for a lot of people that are really, you know, ahead of the game, right? Mm. Doing flip class kind of approach and style, but I could get a little bit more into specifics on how we've adapted it as an organization. Yeah. I don't think that it's, <clears throat> some people haven't been doing this, I think and it's new to them, right? Mm -hmm. So there's been some really cool tools that I'm happy to talk about and discuss. And yeah. I think it's been an opportunity to actually get some people on board that maybe before mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. they haven't, you know, they've had a great style of their own, but they haven't really, they haven't explored some of these tools that we're using now with force to you. So yeah. I think in that sense, trying to see the opportunity as a, as an organization to actually level up, right? Have the teachers, have the staff, have the admin team, have this organization, even communication with the parents reach a whole new level, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Sean, I think we've talked a little bit about that very same thing, haven't we? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I can speak at least more so for the village school here, but like what you were saying, it was a good, bad mm. thing to happen. <laughs> And yeah. and it, it definitely in our in our school like we tried to keep it as simple as possible with platforms and what the expectations were so it's nothing new but it was awesome seeing some of the people that have had horse blinders on and kind of stuck in their lane reach out and try different things like yeah. zooming in or Google Hangouts or or streamyarding with their mm. classes or you just simply yeah. utilizing Flipgrid like right? mm -hmm. just seeing them mm -hmm. take it to that next level is good which we're currently in the process of probably seeing them take it to the next level again virtually with all of the increased cases in here in Korea so so JD I don't know if you know they've had we've almost what doubled or tripled overnight in Korea yeah and like with the our, last with our wow, 72, <laughs> 24 hours or whatever man <laughs> last 72 hours we've gotten yeah. about 300 cases so wow yeah, yeah so. that's pretty wild well you know wishing the best for you guys too so Chris tell us a little bit of it because you were a design teacher in China um, and you guys have been out for a while now. What kinds of things are you doing? You know, and how, how are you handling practical type stuff with students? Nothing practical going on. All we're doing is <laughs> process, process journal work. Two of the classes, six and seven in the combined seven class, mm -hmm. uh, were either done or starting a project. So they've spent three weeks either finishing up and working in Criterion D and doing mm -hmm. their evaluating and work. they were working with each other to complete all of that. On the sixth graders, we're doing uh, criterion A and they're researching their laser cut mm. project is going to start without a laser cutter. I don't know how that's going to happen. And right now the nines and tens, they're just researching their passion projects. So wow. everything has been research-based or working in their process journal and we've not done anything practical. We've tossed ideas around. I've thrown ideas around with a couple of others about, you know, do we have the kids do something digitally speaking?
speaking, what am I going to have the kids go collect a bunch of mm. toilet paper rolls and, and build a robot and, and a stick figure? <laughs> yeah. I, I just don't know what the kids can do. Um, we talked about the, the, the biggest thing to do, at least digitally, was to create some kind of web page. Mm. But then what's the mm. content um, that they put on the web page? Mm. Um, so that's come up. And I wouldn't even want to do the web page with the middle schoolers. That would probably be with nine and 10. Because um, yeah. if we're not there to really control the content, that makes it really hard for what the kids, for middle schoolers and what they're yeah. going to put online. Absolutely. So, hey, Sean, you've got, you're thinking about this from more of a, a PYP perspective, but, yeah. you know, what sorts of products have you noticed? In la- so, you know, a little context. Last week, we were closed for a week or not, six days. And then we came back this past week and there's, we're facing possibly closing again. But what sorts of products did you, because we did have a chance to sit together and talk this week in person with each other and our students. If we were to close again, what sorts of things would you do different and what would you continue to do? Uh, I think one thing, like especially like obviously there's a lot of schools that are already in it. Yep. I think just giving it a day, like just because you close because of it mm-hmm. doesn't mean you jump into it. Like treat it like just like a snow day or a, su- a typhoon okay. day like we had. Because in that <laughs> way, right. it not only yeah. gives admin, teachers, and staff like time to mm. get their heads wrapped around it and plan, but yeah. you're looking at all the moms and dads that yeah. now have their students not going to school mm. for the foreseeable future. So then right. they have to plan. So you don't want to bombard them with all these learning activities day one when they're right. scrambling as well. But I think yeah. with as far as like elementary and PYP, what's been successful mm. with the village school is we just focus strictly on Seesaw since we're Seesaw pre-K right. through five, put um, certain expectations there. But then a lot of other teachers have utilized Flipgrid, whether it's for more right. meetings or to drive the discussions if the kids quite aren't old enough to jump on webcam-based features, yes. and then some utilizing the various um, video platforms. But right. now that especially we're getting, and I'm sure high schools are nearing this as well with mm-hmm. uh, IB exams, but we're getting close to right. exhibition. Yep. So now they've just got their groups. So we're going to push mm-hmm. Zoom for our kids okay. with the breakout okay. rooms. So then that way the homeroom teacher can then pop in and the kids okay. can still be doing their work possibly. Yep. yep. Um but flowable hopefully yeah, absolutely. nobody sinks hopefully nobody sinks exactly well as a, as a as a design teacher who went through it just for a week last year a uh, last week i think something we've all said a couple times is not to add anything new to what we're already doing you know to embrace the things we're already doing because number one like what terry said earlier about the about us when we're talking about the parents hey terry thanks for tuning in from beijing he said you know we've said look let's not add anything new to the play let's use the platforms they're used to. So in our situation, Manage Back and Google Classroom are what we use in the middle school and the high school, the you know, NYPDP situation. And so sticking with what they know and then kind of going out from there because I think the students are a lot more resilient than the parents and the teachers are <laughs> when it comes to adopting new things. Uh, and so there was some, as a parent myself of having a couple of kids at home during that time, it was a little stressful, not knowing exactly what they should be doing at all times. But at the same time, it was good to see how they re- reacted. Uh, so I think they had a lot more, a lot easier time adjusting. So it, <laughs> it is what it is, right? Cool. So before we started, Chris and I were talking a little bit about, they. Chris, how long have you guys been out of school? 
Uh, well, we started Chinese New Year, what, on the 23rd right. of January, and we were out okay. that week, and then we've been out the following three weeks, so okay. I've been out okay. for a week now. Is that the total? same for you guys, JD, as well? So, yeah, originally we're going to go back the, the 10th, and then it's sort of, it's been tentatively delayed till the till March 2nd right now. It seems to be pretty common in this area, this part of the area. So definitely it's been, it's been two weeks. We basically had two weeks so far. And I, I like hey, what so you were saying earlier before yeah. about, like, if possible, trying to keep as much as possible of what you're already currently doing right mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm, if mm-hmm. things are working don't you don't have to uh reinvent the wheel right there's no no right. need to do it if you don't have to uh, but i think sometimes though people aren't doing it or, or for example manage back i think is a great tool but it doesn't always have once you get out two mm-hmm. weeks and you know if you're out two weeks and maybe some people haven't you know maybe they have a different approach maybe again maybe their materials are really on point but sometimes it helps to have a little facetime with students or videos mm-hmm. or or things like that to where they can actually see you or feel you know that sort of interaction and maybe if they're not in class they don't have maybe the same tools or things available if you're going to do some hands-on stuff so i think they're you know sometimes it helps to be a little creative but still like you said trying to use the tools available that if it isn't yeah. broke don't fix it that's exactly right i'll tell what jd said is that uh you know i taught film for a number of years so when we started mm-hmm. doing the distance learning i just jumped on screencast right away and i think that that allows when you put a screencast on talking about the lesson and if it's just simply working in the design journal or process journal or researching they still hear your voice and hear your inflections and personality um exactly. and i started to interject a little bit more um you know a couple screenshots and silliness and um again trying to get back to the way the classroom is although it's just in snippets because these screencasts go between five and ten minutes i didn't want them to get too long um yeah. but those have been rather successful so much so i've been tutoring a couple of the teachers and helping them to do their screencasts but our right. school is not allowed to do one-on-one conversation on it's for the child safety I don't want to say Child Safety Act, but we cannot um, have a one-on-one video conference with a kid. And so they're trying and they're really? talking about kind of amending that. That is correct. Yes, we cannot. Um, oh. and, and I even I even asked my administrator, I'm like, well, I've got my wife in the background. Can she be the extra adult? Because that's the thing. If I'm going to talk to a student, yeah. I have to have another teacher involved. Well, my wife is uh, right there. Can she be the teacher? Yeah. That came back, yeah. no. I said, can I have oh. a conversation with the student? And this was working about the passion project, you know, where the kids okay. are coming up with their idea of what yeah. they're going to work on in April mm-hmm. and May. And mm-hmm. I, I mentioned to Jason what conversations mm-hmm. should be five to 10 minutes in person are taking days and email. You know, they're trying <laughs> to get the kids to think about yeah. what is it you yeah. want to do. That's too yeah. easy. Let's make it more meaty. What? That's not really right. a solution. You're not solving anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've been repeating myself ad nauseum in email. So, you know, I tried to get a notion of having a student sit with their parent mm-hmm. in the background. And that came back mm-hmm. and no. So it's really interesting wow. how challenging wow. it's gotten mm-hmm. for us to, to we can't even communicate face to face with our kids. That may change next week. Uh, we'll see. That's <laughs> it, a very fluid situation, like you said. I just want yeah. to pop up this uh, this comment from Terry about the collaboration aspect. You know, from my uh, can you can you say something, please, Sean? <laughs> I had the glorious honor of popping into um, virtual meetings pre K through five, so it kept me mm. kept me well in the loop. But the yeah. best thing about it was when you're on a camera in your home, people don't beat around the bush. And they were some of the best meetings we've had yeah. all yeah. year. Instead of yeah. at school, you're in a room for an hour and a half window and you think for mm. some reason you have to fill that hour and a half. 
Right. So then you get off task or overdo things where these were short, succinct to the point and got right. a lot of stuff done. So it was great for grade level. And actually, I don't know, JD and Chris, uh, what the feedback has been from the teachers at your schools. Our teachers were actually saying that at least in the first part of the time that we were out of school, that students were actually more engaged than they were when <laughs> they weren't in class, you know, and but that usually had to do with older students and they were having like virtual meetings through Google Meet or through Zoom and they felt the students were more engaged because the timing was a little different or because the medium was a little different. What about you guys? What's been your experience with that? So that's one good thing too, right? Getting feedback. So we've been getting feedback from students, from parents, from staff. Mm. Actually, it seems to be initially, the initial feedback so far is, you know, you're getting a similar amount of engagement based on Mm. if the, you know, students that are generally pretty on top of things are generally on top of things in the distance learning as well, right? Um, So you're finding about a, you know, that's, a, I guess a similar level of engagement based on their mm. their normal engagement in class. However, I think that it is depending on how long it goes that you know that like, it's it's also a potential it is a potential opportunity to uh, engage in different ways, right? Like I know one of the yeah. things we did a long time ago. I read something about it. The whole idea of multiple intelligences, where I actually tried doing one class many years ago completely silent. You know, because sometimes you notice some of those students mm. who have the tendency to really are really good speakers, right? And they like to participate. Mm. Or if you're having a group discussion, so. I read something about multiple intelligences and trying to, you know, diversify class mm. and letting students shine in different ways. So you try different mm. things. And there was a really fun class where I didn't allow anybody, I didn't, just didn't say it didn't allow people to speak, but made a game of it, right? Sort of like having people completely using their computers, you know, to discuss, ah. to collaborate, mm. right? So we were working mm. together, but instead of, ex- so, in, and you actually saw other students shine in different ways mm-hmm. because some mm-hmm. students weren't always the most, you know, they may have great ideas, but maybe they like to take a th- second to think and pause and answer, mm. or maybe some are stronger typers and some are stronger mm. on the computer, whereas some are more verbal and outgoing and extroverted. Mm. So mm. it was interesting too, to see how that dynamic plays out, which I think mm. is good, not only in distance learning, but in a class, right? To think of that as not yeah. only trying to allow the most extroverted students to be able to, to have the strongest engagement in class discussions or yeah. group discussion, group discussions, right? So yeah, absolutely. I mean, changing your mode up is, is differentiation, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Totally. <laughs> be happening anyway right and yeah uh, exactly we used to uh, when i used to teach in the u.s we had this challenge where students had to communicate through walkie talkies and so one student had a drawing and had to tell the other student through the walkie talkie in the other room how to do the drawing that sort of long distance sort of being able to write processes and being able to do this and that you know we were we were doing that 20 years ago it's crazy exactly and it's fun right and it's engaging mm. right and you do that kind of activity you mix it up you keep on like you said it's a it's different differentiation, yeah. multiple intelligences, right? Trying to get that, right. mixing it up in the classroom to where students, and, right. and also keeping it fun and interesting too, right? Like mm-hmm. you said, separating mm-hmm. different rooms, where you can walk and talk is having that's keeping people engaged and uh, interested. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, you know, JD, Chris, you guys are right in the middle of, of this closure situation and um, as I mentioned earlier, Sean and I are, talk- are thinking about what happens if Monday we're closed, you know, and so uh, we're, we're still having that discussion. We've started putting together plans. Sean, what would you say that would probably would be the number one thing we would change if we were to close again, uh, that we would change from the last time that we were closed a week ago? I would say just more communi- like just the communication throughout, okay. like from admin mm-hmm. to the teachers. Like I said earlier, maybe take give a day or two just for everybody to wrap their head around of what right. the world's about to happen. Because then where we, we kind of had a day where we closed Thursday after school. Right. And then yeah. we had that yeah. Friday and mm-hmm. you have teachers 
teachers building their plans, sharing plans from previous schools、mm. before we release our plan. And so teachers were still doing great things, but just the level of activities were. So I think、mm. having a week to discuss and break it down just as a school、mm. is just going to make it smooth flow、yeah. even smoother. Great, thanks. And Chris, I wanted to ask you one thing. We we were talking before we started about how at first your school was saying, okay, no summatives,、um, only formative work, that kind of thing. And it seems like now they're kind of changing the possible、um, outcomes there. Tell me a little bit about what it is you're doing with students now that you can begin to mark their work in a more summative fashion. Well, it was like JD said earlier. You know, we kept、mm. we just did what we were already working on, and yeah. Uh, yeah. the kids were doing either their research or they were finishing、mm. up Criterion D. I was、mm. stretching it out just to fill time.、Um, <laughs> You know, again,、yeah. I wanted the kids in this process to focus on their academic classes, and so you know, I kind of know where design falls, especially in this realm right now.、Um, <laughs> that you know, kids do、yeah. have to do, but I wanted them to focus on their other classes, and so now、mm. I am running out of these options. And、yeah. our school has said at the end of at the end of this week, we live online,、um, but we needed to submit our summatives to either a head of department or principal, which isn't a big deal. We do that、um, yeah. self regulation, anyways. You know. I'm just gonna have the kids. Once it's finished, they'll get to review it, and then they'll do. They can continue to improve it、mm. for a summative mark, or I'm just gonna mark it as a summative next week. And then,、mm. yeah,、uh, I'm running out of ideas、um, on what to do. <laughs> Quite honestly, <laughs> how about you, JD?、Um, what's what's the feel among the teachers at this point? Or are they starting to kind of hit、uh, a wall, or are they still full of good ideas, or what's going on? Well, I think、um, we're pretty lucky to. Well, a couple things. First, a shout out, I think, to the IB. They seem to have been on top of it as well. Yeah, I think our school、true. has been、yeah. in communication with the IB, and they've、mm-hmm. had some good discussions. And I think they've really tried to put out some clear guidance and guidelines. So、mm-hmm. I thought that was useful.、Mm-hmm. So shout out、mm-hmm. to the IB on that, and also our administration. For really being on top of it as well, and trying to let people what to expect,、so、I think gives you a little bit of a chance to、uh, the teachers and the students and the parents to、mm. to plan and also plan for uncertainty because there is a there is a sort of sense of we don't know exactly when you know for、mm. sure you have a tentative date. So I would say we're pretty lucky to have a, a great team that、mm. has kept kept us pretty informed. And I think for teachers, that's and for myself, I'm not you know I was the the head of design for for many yeah, years, yeah, but I'm currently、yeah. the director of technology. So I try to support and. Throw Out as many ideas as possible. I think that's part of where my role is now. Really、yeah. trying to be there for people like Chris, who's who's in the in the trenches. You know what I mean?、Yeah. Really, you know, just taking that on and taking this, working with parents and the students. And like you said, you had a plan, and this threw your whole plan, you know, than probably what you originally、yeah. had. So <laughs> I'm I, I'm trying、yeah. to be there, doing as much research、yeah. and communication, like talking to you guys, right?、Mm. Talking right, to you. There's、exactly. a really there's a really great network. Shout、mm-hmm. out to、uh, China EDU network as well, and、mm. it's you know of tech directors and great people and. and Educators throughout、mm-hmm. China, Asia, and you know, also、mm-hmm. online, right? Trying to tap into these resources, like、uh, mm-hmm. someone just、mm-hmm. mentioned collaboration. I think that is、yeah. so key because you know you learn so much from each other, and it and it and it's、mm-hmm. helpful and it's useful. And I think trying to share、yeah. and build that spirit. One thing yeah, that's helped、absolutely. us、um, has been collaboration because、uh, we're not we're not by ourselves as staff. You know, I mean, you may be at home、mm-hmm. as you mentioned.、Mm-hmm. Was that you,、mm-hmm. Sean? Like you're saying, more efficient meetings, yeah. but yeah. having those meetings, right? Talking. One thing that's been really useful is for Secondary, there's、mm. been a group created within Microsoft Teams where teachers are communicating. I know you. I know、yeah. it's not Google. I know you guys are going to say, "Ah,、oh, yeah," but, but we're you know really、what? lucky. Yeah, but it's been a pretty amazing 
tool. Um, and u- utilizing Teams or like obviously Google, yeah. uh, tools like mm-hmm. that to help us collaborate, communicate, know yeah. what other people are doing, what's working, mm-hmm. what's not mm-hmm. working, sharing mm-hmm. ideas. I think that that's, that's useful mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. So that's what I would say is trying to share ideas, collaborate, mm-hmm. uh, and help, mm-hmm. each, help each other out. Absolutely. Well, we're here and to help you guys. One. Yeah, absolutely. Go ahead, Chris. Yeah. I mean, Sean. You can call me whatever. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that's what been a huge benefit, well, I guess yeah. a benefit for Korea coming into this late in the game mm-hmm. is just mm-hmm. utilizing the EdTech tech director, PLN, like especially through like 21st century learning. All of those people uh, through mm-hmm. there have been a great asset of just mm-hmm. seeing and hearing, oh, we tried this, this didn't work. So just like you use your teachers yeah. within your own school, but utilizing and borrowing and stealing from other mm-hmm. schools mm-hmm. as well to help build and prepare. Yeah, I think that your PLN, no matter where you're at, whether uh, you're being shut down because of a volcanic eruption or whether it's because of a virus or because of whatever, that PLN is, uh, I know Twitter has been super helpful. I know Sean and I use it quite a bit and that particular network has been great. But um, again, we're kind of out from behind uh, the big wall that keeps you from getting a lot of things. Uh, And so, you know, we get the Google stuff and we get those sorts of things. And so I hear though, from what I've heard that Microsoft Teams has been really useful. Uh, And Chris, you were saying that before we started and to hear JD talking about it, you know, it makes me interested to know, you know, how, how they've, how they've moved with that, you know, and how they, cause I know that we didn't have anything like that when I left China three years ago. So to hear that that's now on board and people are using it, it's really good to hear. So that's great. So it sounds like, you know, in the end it comes down to don't introduce anything new as far as your platform goes, you know, stick with what, you know, it seems like communication and collaboration are super important, but that's true every day, but especially when you're not at school. And then, you know, um, being creative with the way you have students turn things in. So Chris and I, again, were talking earlier and I was saying, you know, a lot of our students, when they graduate and go to college or university, it's a high likelihood they will have a, an online course at some point and they will have to collaborate through distance and remotely. And so actually this is a, like what JD was saying, a really good opportunity for people to be able to begin seeing possibility of learning online and learning through distance learning. So I think we just have to keep keep the lines of communication open, like having these online discussions, having these uh, Twitter chats, things like that. Uh, we just have to keep doing that, you know, and, and keep saying that. So listen, I appreciate you guys coming today. Uh, I know it's late, but I'm telling you, everybody's really appreciative of you taking your time. JD, thanks so much. Are you in China at the moment, JD? Y- yes, I am. Yes, I am. I'm, ah. uh, I'm in a beautiful Qingdao. And actually a shout out since we're on here. A good yeah. chance, you know, I know you're here. You, everybody gets to read the news. I don't know who's out there, but it is, I think it's one of the best, it's li- most yeah. rated, most livable city in China. For any um, <laughs> professionals looking to explore some new cities, uh, feel free to contact me or Jason. Yeah. Uh, we're yeah, always yeah, looking yeah. for good good people. Yeah. And it's beautiful. I was just out on a walk on the beach today, uh, yeah. the mountains, uh, surrounded by a great team of people. So yeah. Yeah. Um, if you're looking for a beautiful city and a professional <laughs> uh, challenge, give us a Give us a shout. <laughs> yeah. Qingdao is a great city. And from what I hear, they have some pretty good uh, adult beverages. So that's good. <laughs> oh, they do. Yes, yes they do. <laughs> Which some of be- the friends. <laughs> Fresh, and then we have yeah. Chris. Chris, are you going to tell everybody where you're at at the moment? I'm down in a little island called Gili T. It's an island right off of Lombok in Indonesia. So mm. uh, there's the island of Bali, and in between Bali and Lombok are the three islands, the Gili Islands, and I'm on one of them. Wow. My wife and I are. That shouldn't be too bad to teach remotely 
from there, huh? <laughs> um, no, it's not. But after yeah. a week, um, paradise yeah, loses its luster quickly. It does. Um, when you don't have much yeah. to do, you lose your diet, yeah. your routine, uh, your yeah. sense of self in a number of ways. So, yeah, it's been a challenge. We're actually starting to and wanting to get back to Shanghai, and we're going to start pursuing mm. that with a little more gusto mm. here. Yeah. I know. I know you, you know, we're expecting to go back and then get the word that you can't and you had to bop around different places. So I know what it's like to live out of a suitcase for a while and that's not fun. And I'm sure there's a lot of people in that situation at the moment. As Terry said here, you know, he thinks that uh, we have to leverage the situation because flip classrooms, I think we talked about JD said earlier is, is, is what we've been doing and moving towards for a long time. And, but now what's happening is that the early adopters are becoming the teachers, right? And so the people who are used to doing the flip classroom and have been utilizing, utilizing those tools um, are now being able to share that with people who were less likely to do that. So uh, it's great that these things are happening. I'm, I got a shout out to Steam, StreamYard. This is a really neat platform to be able to share this information. Uh, and I, I think it'd be great if they can also, you know, they have a lot of different platforms. It's not only YouTube that they work through. So it's something worth checking out. But well, listen, guys, thank you guys so much for um, joining us. I know everybody who was here enjoyed the conversation. I hope you can see yourself to come back and join us again uh, another time. But um, Thanks so much for for having for for be, having time to come and see us today. Thanks, Jason. And great to Thanks, see you JD. guys as well. And yeah. also shout out to Terry. Great comments, <laughs> yeah, uh, Terry. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, awesome. Thanks, guys. Yeah. I appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks for organizing, Jason. Yeah. Really appreciate it. Yeah. 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 Amazing. Awesome. This podcast is a proud member of the Teach Better Podcast Network. Better today, better tomorrow, and the podcast to get you there. Explore more podcasts at www.teachbetterpodcastnetwork.com. We will see you on the next episode.